Hello, my fellow pro-cannabis friends out there, and welcome to the very first episode of the Stoner News Network. I am your host and fellow stoner, Foxy Lady. I'm happy to be here today, and thank you so very much for joining me. I hope you're all having a fabulous, amazing, wonderful day. Myself, I am. The Valley of the Sun is beautiful right now. 80 degrees, a nice beautiful breeze blowing, the birds are singing, there's butterflies fluttering around out there. It is absolutely gorgeous, folks. A skyline of mountaintops and palm trees. You couldn't ask for better. Well, maybe a beach somewhere. That would be great. However, when I was doing my e-search this morning, OM cheese, folks. I found a great story put out there by amazing Kelly Barons of High Times Magazine. So if you don't like politics, I must apologize. This story is a little political, but I think you'll like it. So please stay tuned. So as you know, Senator Jeff Sessions is the biggest pain in the ass when it comes to legalizing marijuana. For some reason, he thinks it should stay a Schedule 1 drug up above heroin and meth. Now, I think the only people that agree with that is the heroin and meth addicts. Anyways, we have a handful of people in office right now that are trying to get our backs on legalizing this stuff and I want to shed some light on them and to Senator Jeff Sessions get educated my friend please you make yourself look stupid however shout out number one is to Senator Cory Booker a Democrat from New Jersey Back in the summer of 2017, Senator Cory Booker introduced the Carers Act, alongside with five other leading proponents, to call for the end in the federal prohibition on weed, especially in the states and territories where we already have laws for medical marijuana. This bill, called the Compassionate Access, Research Expansion, and Respect States Act, is currently under consideration, but Senator Booker made his opinion on the current state of weed laws very clear when he helped introduce this bill. In a room full of lawmakers, he argued, this prohibition makes no sense in science, makes no sense in compassion, it makes no sense in terms of law, and it makes no sense, frankly, in the terms of economics. Furthermore, Booker is also responsible for bringing forward the very important Marijuana Justice Act. Representative Jared Paulus, a Democrat from Colorado, as a part of a bipartisan effort to stop Sessions' actions to rescind the Cole Memo, Representative Jared Paulus has banned together with many pro-cannabis politicians to create what is now known as the Congressional Cannabis Caucus. Is that a loophole to make it legal for Washington to get high while they're running our country? Maybe. 
We're going to come back after this break. I want to touch on the Cole Memo. In case you don't know what it is or haven't heard of it, I'd like to explain it. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. For those of you that don't know what the Cole Memo is, the Cole Memo was a document originally drafted by former U.S. Attorney General James M. Cole in 2013. Cole issued a memorandum to all the U.S. attorneys that was published through the Department of Justice on August 29th of 2013. The memo indicated that prosecutors and law enforcement should focus only on the following priorities related to state legal cannabis operations, and that is focus on preventing the distribution of marijuana to minors, prevent revenue from the sale of marijuana from going to criminal enterprises, gangs, and cartels, focus on preventing the diversion of marijuana from states where it is legal under state law in some form to other states. So quit letting them bootleg. Okay, well, that kind of sucks if it's not legal in your area, but okay, whatever. To focus on preventing state-authorized marijuana activity from being used as a cover or pretext for the trafficking of other illegal or drugs or illegal activity. I can stand behind that too. Preventing violence and the use of firearms in the cultivation and distribution of marijuana. Doesn't that kind of fit under the enterprises, gangs, and cartels? I mean, okay, I can get behind that too. Preventing drug driving and the exaggeration. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what that word is. Sorry. <laughs> of other adverse public health consequences associated to marijuana use. Exab, exacerbation, exacerbation. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll come back to that. Preventing the growing of marijuana on public lands and the tendent public safety and environmental dangers posed by marijuana production on public lands and preventing marijuana possession or use on federal property. Okay, so his basic take on it is, I don't care if you do your weed, just don't grow it in public property, federal property, and don't have it in possession of federal property. Don't use violence, don't give it to the gangs, and don't give it to the children. Okay, that is all good. I, I totally, I can stand behind that. It was modeled after a similar memorandum issued by the Deputy Attorney General Dave Ogden in 2009 that directing U.S. attorneys not focus federal resources in your states on individuals whose actions are in clear and unambiguous compliance with existing laws providing for the medical use of marijuana. That means they can't come after folks like me. I can totally do that. More after this. Okay, so now that we know what the Cole memo is, it, it'll be brought up again. So I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. Okay, so Paulus was joined by other weed-friendly representatives um, 
from Colorado and Oregon. I'm not going to try to butcher their names, respectively. Um, Polis hopes to protect and promote the budding pot industry. Pun intended, folks. Part of his battle will include fighting Sessions' actions to challenge marijuana reform. But this group, and Paulus especially, will be active in creating marijuana legislation that, according to Paulus, covers issues ranging from banking to tax deductions to employment issues to potential for enforcement. It sounds like he wants to regulate it like alcohol and tobacco. I mean, they should have done that years ago anyway. A shout out to Senator Cory Gardner, a Republican from Colorado. Although he is a Republican like Jeff Sessions, Senator Gardner rejects his intentions to alter the current interpretation of the Coleman memo. Instead, he has been one of the most vocal against Sessions' recent letters criticizing pot protections. In fact, he is the one... He was one of the first to respond to the story publicly while he acknowledged his disappointment and sessions for changing his stance on the priority of targeting pot. In that same message of concern for Sessions' actions, he threatened to do anything in his power politically until Sessions lives up to the platform that he had prior been appointed. What he, he see? There's that flip flopping thing. Shame on you, sir. <sighs> Sessions, unbelievable. Anyways, not only is Senator Rand Paul a Republican member of Congressional Cannabis Caucus, he is thought to be the first presidential candidate to use the marijuana industry to raise funds for his campaign fundraising. Check that out. Now, he's a smart kind of guy. I mean, I don't know if I want to pay for a politician that's possibly crooked to run for office, but hell, it's got to go somewhere, right? At least it ain't going to the drug industry. Um, so, while he lost his race in 2016, the use of his money making potential in the pot industry may set higher standards for those running for office in the future. More, come, more to come. Okay, number five, we have to give a shout out to Senator Lisa Murkowski, a Republican from Alaska. She's, I don't know, you decide. Though she has personal stance against legal recreational bud, this senator from the Great White North listens to the rally cry of her voters. Though she did not support it on the ballot measure, this tough senator now confronts Sessions head-on when it comes to pot. Speaking alongside others like Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, this leader of the people spoke out against rescinding the Cole Memo, arguing for strong states' rights. In this way, this outspoken senator may have changed her tune on pot, and now she's singing louder than ever. Congratulations, Senator. What an amazing change of heart you've had. It's about time. Since I was legal in your state, you might as well get on board, right? Okay, so 
Senator Mike Lee, a Republican of Utah, um, many politicians feel marijuana should be the state's right issue. Senator Mike Lee supports this Federalist stance along with others like Senator Rand Paul. He also serves on the new Congressional Cannabis Caucus. Maybe this is a loophole for the people in the state houses to be high while they're running our country. You know what? If it's going to help laws pass, so be it. Let's do this. Let's make that a thing. Okay? So by holding this position, he believes states should govern themselves on weed laws, allowing for medical marijuana and, some cases, legal recreational use. You know what? I can back politicians like this. Maybe I will become a politician. (laughs) Wink, wink. You never know. Stranger things have happened. And we also have Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, Democratic from New York. Like her brother in the political struggle, Senator Booker, Kristen Gillibrand supports the Marijuana Justice Act. And who shouldn't, right? I mean, everybody should support that. We need justice for weed. Okay, fine. Reacting to Sessions' determination to continue the war on drugs that includes pot, Gillibrand also stood with her other uh, legislators for the Carers Act when it was introduced. Her, Her advocacy for both has been made clear on her Facebook and Twitter accounts. There she criticizes Sessions and those who back his agenda as working for special interests like Big Pharma and not the American people. Holy crap, I've been saying that. I agree. I agree. More after this. Welcome back to the Stoner News Network. I am still your host and fellow stoner, Foxy Lady. Thank you for continuing to join me. I want to get back to this. We're almost done with this list, folks. Number eight on our politicians to pay attention to that are pro-cannabis. We have Earl Blumenhauer. He's a representative Democrat from Oregon. This guy is no new kid on the block. He's a Democratic politician since 1970s. He's worked tirelessly to promote the acceptance of weed. And for him, medical marijuana continues to be a critical need for our country. With the opioid crisis affecting both red and blue states, this representative argues that medical weed may be the solution. Holy crap, it's going to rain marijuana flowers. He's on board. That's a good sign, folks. We got people on our side. Yay! Also, this advocate earns partial responsibility for the Roverbacher Blumenhauser Amendment, which makes illegal any federal prosecution of medical cannabis activity if allowed by that state's laws. Now that is freaking huge, guys. That is huge. Now if they just reprimand their shit and get all these people that are in jail for selling a freaking quarter ounce of weed out, 
we might have more room for politicians in there. <laughs> you know, the crooked ones. Okay, so my piece has been said. Number nine, Representative Dana Rohrerbacher of California. He's a Democrat. It's important to have a chorus of pro-cannabis politicians when working to protect and reform any policy. And Senator Dana, what's his name, has been added to a number of these marijuana initiatives, including the Congressional Can- Cannabis Caucus and the, God, I can't say that word, Rohrerbacher and Blumenauer Amendment. I'm sorry if I butchered that. My tongue don't twist like that. I just can't. <laughs> However, as we've reported before, some of this politician's beliefs might be a bit like Stoner's hallucinations. Nonetheless, he continues to bat on the team for marijuana policy reform. And yay, we're all fighting the same fight. It's good to know they have our back on something. Folks, we could be looking at legalization nationwide by the next elective year. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back to Stoner News Network. So guess what? Thank you for listening. (laughs) Number 10 on our list of pro-cannabis politicians (laughs) is Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat from Massachusetts. This powerful woman, who is also one of the most important pro-cannabis politicians, aims to tackle a major issue when it comes to pot. Retail stores selling weed where it's legal cannot use the same banking services other businesses are able to use, which is highly unfair. For reals, people, I mean, come on. Who cares where the money comes from? Whatever. So that's why Senator Warren joined forces with other senators from nine other states to ask the Regulator Financial Crimes Enforcement Network to provide advisement to help banks deal with these weed retail shops, or more like work with the retail weed shops. How hard is it, folks? So you got to count a little bit more money. They have electronic money counters for that shit these days. It's five seconds of time. I don't get the hype. People are retarded. I mean, crazy. Sorry about the R word, folks. I'm trying to get myself out of that. Number 11 is Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom. He is a Democrat from California. This contender for California's 2018 gubernatorial position has an abundance of political potential. (laughs) We made it funny. In fact, the 2018 hopeful has received funding from the state's legal cannabis industry. To date, his campaign has received $300,000 in funding from cannabis retailers, cultivators, and others. Though Though he claims he hasn't puffed on any green himself, he is one of the first office holders in the state to support legal recreational use. Okay, so even... Even Clinton denied inhaling. Whatever. You know he did. Number 12 and last on the list is Senator Bernie Sanders, a Democrat from Vermont. See, I would have voted for him had he not flaked out and quit the run and tried to join Hillary's campaign. Yeah, yeah, I can't get behind that. Anyways, a lot of pot-smoking world left 
felt the burn in the 2016 primaries. The senator's feelings on weed have been transparent. He makes it easy for other lawmakers to understand, reminding them that marijuana is not heroin. Instead, he calls for an end to federal prohibition of recreational and medical pot use. Bernie may not burn flowers, but he's certainly been a part of the flame that has ignited this conversation about cannabis reform. Way to go, Bernie. The final hit, supporting pro-cannabis politicians. Having lawmakers behind the movement to have universal legalization of weed is important. But nothing is quite as important as what the individual can do on POTS progress in the U.S. Pro-cannabis politicians are voted into <clears throat> office by you. And so you have the, the possibility for the change. And, and that starts with you voting. So make sure you show up at the polls. But first, educate yourself on what representatives think about weed before casting your vote. That's all you have to do is listen to Stoner News Network. You'll get the 411. You'll know exactly what to do on Election Day. Yes. And like I said, if you're not already a registered voter, hopefully this story will help change your mind. You should do whatever you can do in your power to help do what's right in the world. Let's make it green, ladies and gentlemen. Let's make it green. This is Foxy Lady. Until the next report, I'm signing off. Hello and welcome back to the Stoner News Network, a.k.a. SNN. I am your host and fellow stoner, Foxy Lady. And with me I have the ever-so-sexy Desert Fox. He has an editorial from the New York Times. I do, I do in fact have... Uh, an editorial report. It's an it's credit to the entire editorial board at the New York Times, entitled "Repeal Prohibition Again." It took again. It, again, it took 13 years for the United States to come to its senses and end prohibition. 13 years in which people kept drinking. Otherwise, law-abiding citizens became criminals, became crime syndicates, and they rose and flourished. It's been more than 40 years since Congress passed current ban on marijuana, inflicting a, a great harm on society to prohibit a plant far less dangerous than alcohol. A plant. The federal government. It is pretty. The federal government should repeal its ban on marijuana. We reached that conclusion after great discussion amongst the members of the Times editorial board, inspired by a rapidly growing movement among states to reform their own marijuana laws. And it, there is no perfect answer to people's legitimate concerns about marijuana use. But neither is there such answers about tobacco or alcohol. And we believe that on every level, the effects of health, the impact on society, law and order issues, the balance falls squarely on the side of national legalization. That will put decisions on whether or not to recreational or medicinal production and where it belongs at the state level. 
We considered whether it would be best for Washington to hold back while states continued experimenting legalization measures, legalizing medicinal uses, reducing penalties, or simply legalizing everything. Nearly three-quarters of the states have done one of these. That, you know, that would leave citizens vulnerable to the whims of whatever happens in the White House and whoever sits in that chair. And whether or not that person decides to enforce or not enforce a federal law that is still in place. It's still in place. And, yeah, everything's legal, but it's... Is it really? What's going to happen tomorrow? Donald Trump's our president. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Stoner News Network. This is Desert Fox. And I'm thinking, where do we leave off? We're oh, yeah. stoners. It takes a second. It takes a second. <laughs> the social cost of marijuana laws are vast. There were 658,000 arrests for marijuana possession in 2012. In 2012. And that's according to FBI figures. Imagine what your local PD has to say. Compared to 256,000 for cocaine, heroin, and derivatives. That's combined. Did you hear me? Even worse, the result is kind of racist. Falling disproportionately on young black men. Ruining lives and creating generations upon generations of career criminals. Because that's what they knew. There is an honest debate among scientists about the health effects of marijuana. But we believe that the evidence is overwhelming that addiction and dependence are relatively minor problems. Especially compared to alcohol and tobacco. Moderate use of marijuana does not appear to be, pose a risk to otherwise healthy adults. Claims that marijuana is a gateway drug to more dangerous drugs is as fanciful as the reefer madness images of murder, rape, and suicide. There's legitimate concerns about marijuana on the development of adolescent brains, and for that reason, we would advocate the prohibition of sales to people under 21. So no smoke for you, children! Creating systems for regulating manufacture, sale, and marketing will be complex, but let's be real. Those problems are solvable and should have been solved already had we not been a nation clung to the decisions to make marijuana production and use a federal crime. It's a plant. It's a plant. It's like cabbage, <laughs> but more fun. In the coming days, we are going to give you more. In the coming days... We're going to have more ideas expressed. We're going to get more opinions. And you know what? We recognize that Congress, as it is, is unlikely to take action on marijuana, as it's been having a lot more big issues to deal with. They're like, for real? But it's <laughs> long past time to repeal this version of prohibition. And I don't know. I, I kind of thought Donald Trump was going to... He's a businessman, and there's so much money to be made, and you're the president. You... Let's make some money, bro! <coughs> but it kind of looks like he's going to go the other direction, and that troubles me. And we want to hear what you have to say. This is the Stony News Network. We'll be right back. 
Hello. <laughs> I have something to say. I have a comment on this whole legalized marijuana. I think it should be legalized across the board. I think if children have a medical issue where it helps, I think they should have it. No questions asked. No bullshit Pets. given. I think that pets absolutely should be able to have stuff that reduces tumors and convulsions and I think it is a bunch of crap all the shit that they're giving this one natural plant I mean if you think about it do they give cocoa cocoa leaves that much bullshit no they don't why because they make so much money on chocolate why can't that be the same for marijuana, a.k.a. slash hemp? I mean, I know they're not the same, but you know what I mean? They both have their uses. I think they should quit condemning it. And and speaking of Donald Trump being the president, there is a really, really good strain of indica called the Donald they sell that stuff in one of the dispensaries around here for $20 a gram. That is ridiculous. And then they just came out with a new strand named Jeff Sessions just to mock him because he's being such an asshat in this whole thing. So what is your take, Desert Fox? I think that Donald is amazing and I can't <laughs> wait to try Jeff Sessions. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and beyond that, it's all going to work itself out because we have momentum and the freaking snowball has started rolling and it's trying to stop that motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> so, on that note, we're going to say good night for now <coughs> and we will see you next time. <coughs> This is Foxy Lady and Desert Fox signing off. SSN, y'all. <laughs> See you next time on the SNN. <laughs>